We got a podcast happening for Corbin family and friends on ESPN Fantasy. Welcome in. We are live here at 9 p.m. on December 9th for the Fantasy Football Podcast for the Corbine Family and Friends ESPN Fantasy Football League. It is playoff time, baby. Let's go. Hey. I'm joined with my with my co-host Luke, and we're about to get into it. Luke, how are you doing? Big big week this week. I'm so pumped. It's a big week indeed, Dutch, and it is uh, only 6 p.m. here where I'm at, so quite a difference in time, but I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to break down where we're headed this week. As Luke said, we are live across the country, <laughs> but you're right. I, I had a little bit of East Coast bias there, but uh, but yeah, welcome in. We are, this is a big episode this week. Um uh, we have the playoffs coming up th- this week, and man, what a season it's been. I'm looking forward to getting into the playoffs and going through this entire podcast. But Luke, what are you doing for this week, and how are you going to be enjoying the first round of the playoffs uh, this weekend? This weekend, I believe Quinn and I will have a nice, crisp 30 rack of natural light and uh, a few dips in different types of chips to enjoy the weekend of football. Um, it's going to be a exciting matchup in both the winner's bracket and consolation bracket. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I won't spoil too much, but boy, I'm excited to get into it. Oh, what a, what an exciting finish. There were quite a few people in contention, but the dust settled and the playoffs are set. They are set in stone. So before we get into all of that, uh, we'll do want to touch on quickly the fact that we did miss last week's episode. There was just a lot going on last week, fellas, and I do apologize about that. Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon football threw off everything. Waivers being cleared on Friday threw off everything, and just other prior commitments threw off everything. So it's unfortunate, but. We got a podcast for one of the most important weeks, uh, the week of the first round of the playoffs. So there's so much excitement across the league and happy to be back for this week's episode. Um, Do want to touch on the fact of this regular season? What a season. I mean, it's been, it's been a COVID season. It's been tough, but man, it's been great doing this with everybody. It does feel a little bit better winning, obviously, but it's it's been great. I think this the camaraderie that we've built up as in this group has been absolutely fantastic, and I'm looking forward to good playoffs. And uh, Luke, you want to say something? I see. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dutch, but I'm gonna have a glass of wine and coke because this this season has been a backbreaker for the bikini bottom burrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, uh, in the consolation bracket, there's a few other people who feel the same and, oh, yeah. uh, it has been a fun season. Don't mean to interrupt, but, um, wow. What a, what an arduous journey we've all been on together and I'm excited to get into it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, there's been quite a few different tipping points. There's been 
times in the season where we thought a certain group of people looked like they were sure set in, uh, in stone to be in the playoffs and other times where we counted people out. We will get to some of that and we will really get into the depth and details of this past season on a later podcast after after the actual finals are played because there's been what I've loved about this season has been the amount of trades and I guess I do have to thank you Luke for kind of rolling that ball because although it's quite a bad trade in the end we can confirm that we will get into that more during our final podcast but it did start the trading and this league has been by far the, the league I've traded the most or we've had the most trades in. I think the the league I had that had the most trades in that I was a part of beforehand was like two or three. And there's been at least double digit trades. Uh it's yeah, it maybe double digit trades, but it's it's been quite the season. It's been a fun ride and we'll get into all of that in the end of the year podcasts. So let's do a little shout out to everybody that made the playoffs. This is your celebration. We start out with the number one seed, Landon, followed by Graham, myself, Ben, Ian, and the most surprising, Q. Huge shout out to all of those that made up the playoffs. And, um, Let's get into the condolences here real quick. There are a few, couple of people that have now entered in and been confirmed to the Constellation playoffs. So condolences for my mother, Chris, and my father. <laughs> Pour one out for you guys. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But you guys are ready to get, be greeted with open arms by Luke Ethan and Andrew have been sitting there in the constellation playoffs for a couple weeks now. So come on down. We are happy to have you team Sherry Mahomes of the Ravens and Mr. Rogers neighborhood to the battle of the bottom. We can't wait to see you next week and let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Bikini bottom is ready for those bottom matchups. We're ready to host quite a significant toilet bowl. (laughs) Well, hopefully don't make it to the actual toilet bowl, but we will get into those here in a second. Um, let's quickly talk about last week's games. Those were, there were a lot of good, interesting, unexpected games, but it, it all started with last week's actual game, not week 13, but week 12's last matchup being on a Wednesday, then heading right into this weekend with a whole bunch of, of uh, matchups um, on Sunday. But then also two matchups on Monday and a matchup on Tuesday. And now we have a game for Thursday night football. There's there's just football all around. It's perfect timing for the playoffs. It's quite, quite the time of the year. It's, it's football season, baby. And um, man, Luke, what did you think of the, that jets doing a cover zero with the QB spy on a, what was it? That was third down uh, with eight seconds left in the game against the Raiders. What, what was that? That reminded me of some good old Denison football right there, baby. Ooh, <laughs> called out. Oh, man. It, uh, it was a bad coaching decision. Obviously, you hope your uh, defenders are going to at least be in a better position and your rush is going to get there. But sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes Derek Carr 
throws it to the top shelf for a touchdown. And that's what you get. You never know on any given Sunday. Yeah. It's hard to blame the Jets cover corner on that one. He's lined up one-on-one. It's a former CFL player versus Henry Ruggs. I take that speed any day of the week. That was just, you're asking for a loss, man. That's, that was such a bad play call that people think that it, that they were intentionally tanking. That's how bad of a play call it is. But another pretty shocking game was, um, was the Steelers losing to the Washington football team on Monday night football. They've had to play a lot of football, but the Washington football team has had quite a stroke of luck on offense here recently. So um, not surprised mm-hmm. as a fan, but um, very much impressed by the Washington football team. Steelers have had a, a tough go of it, but I'm sure they'll be back in better nether by next week. So um, what a what a turn of events, and I'm sure the Steelers will be back in better never. And mm-hmm. um I'm certainly excited to uh, talk about this next matchup because Cam Newton got his shine on. He he put it on just Jason Herbert, Justin Herbert, excuse me. Cam Newton got his shine on and put the heat on Justin Herbert and uh, the Chargers. Wow. We all knew that the L.A. Rams were the better team in L.A., but uh, the Chargers keep choosing to prove it week after week. It, it's amazing to me that Anthony Lynn still has a job. Um, that team has just been so bad and so poorly coached. And you just hope, I mean, as a Bronco fan, it it does make me feel better to see that that other AFC West team struggling. But just from, uh, from, a, from a football fan standpoint, you hate to see an organization waste talent like they're doing right now with Justin Herbert. You just hope as a football fan that, that doesn't have an actual impact on his growth and outlook as a professional. So yeah, bad, exactly. bad beat by the chargers. Yep. And I think uh, the last thing we need to make a note of was uh, Dutch, your Broncos put up a valiant effort against uh, Mahomes and the chiefs, but so is everybody. Everybody's gotten close, but nobody has seemed to crack the code. And so except the Raiders, <laughs> Except well, the Raiders that one time. The, the, be pulling off miracles. And Darren Waller might be uh, contending Travis Kelsey for top receiver here soon. So, um, wow. What, what a time it is. And let's go ahead and transition into last week's games. Are you winning, son? Yeah, last week's games. This was the final regular season matchup. The final last stitch effort to get into the playoffs for some teams or to, to get the higher seeding in for some teams. But we'll start off quickly with, with my matchup versus my little brother who has changed their name to, ironically, 80 points or less. And turns out they t- got 80 points or less. Um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara finally got his powers back after I changed temporarily to change my own team name to normal size Camario. He finally looked like a competent first round pick and uh, hopefully that goes into the playoffs as well. We will see. I was happy with my fantasy output. You know, every player on my team had double digit fantasy points and it was a solid, pretty straightforward win right before the playoffs it ain't going to be that easy come to playoffs. So we'll get into that. It's just an unfortunate loss for my little brother, but he's in prep mode before the consolation playoffs. 
Yeah, on to the next one. My mom in a must-switch matchup, must-win matchup, played Ben and did not did not perform. And it was a fate ceiling loss for my mom. It knocked her from fifth seed to out of the playoffs. And yeah, that's here's the scary thing about Ben's win. He put up 109 points with like with essentially without Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry put up five points. And that was an outlier-esque kind of bad game for De- Derrick Henry. It's, yeah, that is not a matchup you want to see in the playoffs. Ben cemented himself into the, in, into the fourth seed. And heck of a win. With at least three games for everybody left, um, Derrick Henry is certainly going to get some more effort and more work late into the season. So I'm sure that's going to pay dividends for Ben mm-hmm. as we go on. And uh I apologize, Team Sherry. It is a, a tough loss, but you you had a valiant effort, and uh, I know it came down to points, but we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. On to the next one. That's that was a tough met loss. This is also a tough loss. Very similar too. Um, Chris had a team that was trying to vie for that playoff spot. He also had a much better points score position. So all he really needed to do was win all with also having my, my own mom lose. That did not happen. His team just did not perform. Patrick Mahomes, even though he looked outlandishly good in real football, his fantasy output was not such. And his, the rest of his team really did not put up anything that he really wanted besides Melvin Gordon and DeAndre Hopkins. The rest of his team really did not show up. And Graham sealing that first round by winner of the East division. Yeah. I'm going to hand this part off to you though, Luke, because a major key to Chris's loss was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I know he, he, you gave him away to Chris. I did give him away and uh, I'm not sure what happened to him, but I've had quite some bad luck with running backs on uh, my team this year. And, uh, Finally glad to get one of those bugs out of the way before it actually happened. And uh, that would have been at least uh, a 15 point swing for you. Had you not started him and had somebody else in there, you left at least eight points. uh, No, sorry. You left at least two points on the bench. Um, I'm not sure it would have made the difference, but it was certainly a welcome trade on my end. Uh, once we review my score because Justin Jefferson has had an unbelievable season. Well, that's what he missed. He missed Justin Jefferson's output. So we don't have the, the calculations here straight up. If And we don't know who Chris would have started had he have had um, Justin Jefferson and not had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But yeah, that, that, was, that could have easily been the difference of making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. So it's a yeah, bad we're beat. Go ahead and assume he would have put in Cam Akers, which is 16 points missing, and then you're going to put in Justin Jefferson over at least James White in the flex, and uh, that's, yeah, that's that's playoffs. That's 37 points, and that's playoffs, brother. No offense. Unf- unfortunate. Unfest. Unfortunate, but fantasy football, and for the, the fortunate part of this is that you're not done. You still get something to play for and you can carry that 
and hopefully you can shed that bad luck and and focus on winning this week in the consolation playoffs. But on to the next one. This was uh, the next matchup. We got Luke versus Andrew. Luke had his seeding pretty much confirmed, so this one did not really affect him. Andrew could have moved up to the 11th seed and had played Luke again for the first round of the consolation playoffs. That did not happen. Andrew went with the bold strategy of starting a kicker on by and the really only Jared Goff on his team showed up and he had some bad luck with Gibson getting injured. It's just one of those seasons, Andrew, and I hate to say it. It's just a bad luck season. Hopefully that, that turns around during the consolation playoffs, but. And uh, I got to be honest, I, uh, I left about 40 points or more on the bench uh, in this game. And, uh, I could have left more because I woke up at 10 55 and saw that Ricky Fitzpatrick was no longer stalled, starting for the dolphins. And so I switched out and picked up Kirk cousins and got him in right in the nick of time before the start of the game. And, uh, everything Justin Jefferson did just compounded in that risk and it paid off. On to the next one. This is probably this is crazy because this is the most competitive matchup. But once you took out, well, well, once you confirmed all the other games, it had zero impact on seating. But no. still, or zero impact on the actual matchups that's going to happen. Um, it was a competitive one. This was between Team Greer and the Fire Ferrets, and team Greer came out with a win on that one it's uh could be a potential preview of a semifinal matchup ian that is not strong showing going into the playoffs my friend but you're in the playoffs but four straight losses i know you're gonna you want to reverse that trend but that will preview this but you're not in the ideal matchup to be trying to reverse that actual trend I got to cut you off there, Dutch, because 116 points is a good good showing. It is. No, it is. He he just had bad beats. He just had bad beats. It was a tough matchup, and there's only so many things you can do when your quarterback doesn't perform the way they need to. Well, we'll talk about it because this is not just the last bad beat he's had. And we'll talk about the little person he had a bad beat to now, which is Quentin. So, Quinn, hats off to you, my friend. You a couple of weeks ago, we would have thought that you were ripe and ready to go into the consolation playoffs, but three straight wins to get into the playoffs—absolutely ridiculous. You started out with it with an absolute beatdown of Luke. No offense, Luke. Then, then this is the bad beat—the ridiculous come from behind win with the Pittsburgh defense when you looked all but dead and you got that win against Ian. So that was one of those bad beats for Ian, but, and then you, you ended with this current matchup, the beatdown of my father, 140 to 80. My goodness. That's a spanking right there. And to be honest, he has had a glorious run these last three games. Uh, what a performance by Darren Waller. Let's just go ahead and get that out there. Um, what a performance by David Montgomery. What do you have? Two rushing touchdowns in the first half. Ridiculous. Just unbelievable. Um, yeah, you had a shot, Mr. Rogers neighborhood, but you just fell short. 
unlike a shooting star. Um, Almost Cinderella's story. He he had three straight wins, and he was he would have had an even more unlikely get scenario getting to the playoffs with four straight wins if he had beat Q. But Q made sure that did not happen. And yeah, so, and I think this is an important uh, moment to note. If you were watching the standings and wondering if your point total would have made a, a difference as you were watching your score go up over the week. The standings are not updated until the scores are officially certified, mm-hmm. if you will, by ESPN. And so um, it was it was a matter of points between Quinn Quilters and Team Sherry uh, for the playoffs. And this just unbelievable performance, 140 points, nearly doubling Sherry's Team Sherry's 78. Um, that is what made the difference in sending Quinton to the playoffs. Yeah. So never pull yourself out. What a wonderful Cinderella story. We'll see if the sixth seed can make any noise in the winner's bracket. We will see. We will see. So before we get into previewing the playoffs, we're going to go over the final standings. It's the final Number one seed, Team Greer. Heck of an effort by Team Greer. Se- second place is Team Risket for Biscuit. And I'm going to say that was a shocker to me. I would have never thought even a week ago or two weeks ago that Team Risket for Biscuit would end up being the number two seed. But he gets there, gets that pivotal first round by. And so he will be sitting nice and relaxed this week. Third place is myself. Just outside of that, the the uh, first round by um, Landon, he took that over. There was no snatching that away. Wish I was in the East Division because I would have had that first round by. And we get into the fourth seed with Ben and McCaffeinated up, who is earlier this year, he had a bad record, but his point score really showed that he would end up in the playoffs and that came to fruition he has a team you do not want to face in the playoffs and but we'll get more into that later fifth place we have ian we talked about you a bit bit before that number two seed was there for you right and there for the taking but just but three straight losses and then a loss this week heading into the playoffs is just not the right foot you want to get off on but is what it is um and you're in the playoffs, fifth seed, but not the ideal matchup, which we'll get to shortly. And we have Quentin, who we talked about earlier, snuck in that sixth seed. Huge props to Quentin. Seventh place is Team Sherry. Eighth place is Mahomes of the Ravens. Ninth place is Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Tenth place is Bikini Bottom Burrows. Eleventh place is 80 points or less also known as Guts Glory Ram. Um, we'll see if that name changes this week. And then last place is Team Shake and Bake. Uh, yeah, so that, that's all set in stone. Luke, any reflections on the final standings? What a season, Dutch. I can't believe how it ended up based on how we were looking um, but that is what we call fantasy football. So let's Crazy. get into these matchups. Go ahead and let's break down how these brackets work. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? 
Yeah, so real quick, I, as I did overview in the previous podcast that we sent out, I kind of gave a much more in-depth overview of what the playoffs is. So this is going to be very quick summarization. There's going to be a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. Both of them are a six-team playoff bracket style um, playoffs with one twist. The winner's uh, bracket has the number one seed and the number two seed. They have buys. They don't play in any sort of matchups. And then you just have a regular six-team playoffs from there. The loser's bracket is also a six-team playoff, but the the teams on buy actually do have a consequential game that will determine who they play in um, the semifinals. So... It just is. It's a it's a sixteen playoff with a twist. Um, should be pretty interesting. But actually, let's get into that first matchup. Round one, fight. The consolation by round matchup game. This is between Chris and Team Sherry. This is two teams coming off of unfortunate, heartbreaking results that knocked them out of the playoffs. But they're playing a meaningful game. Technically, that even if they do lose, they are still alive for that consolation championship. But you do want to get that win, have that positive momentum going into the semifinals. So, Luke, what are your thoughts on this one? I agree. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it will be one of the more uh, tightly contested matchups mm-hmm. that we see here this coming week. And uh, it all comes down to the star receivers and the quarterbacks. Who's going to perform better in their games? Um, Absolutely. More favorable Absolutely. Um, then let's get on to the Constellation quarterfinal number one, which is the ninth seed versus the 12th seed. This is Mr. Rogers Neighborhood versus Team Shake and Bake. Will the season of bad luck continue for Andrew or will he pull off the miracle and continue his fight in the consolation playoffs? My father will try to avoid being stuck in a two week matchup to turn to determine last place. Given that he is six and seven, you don't want to be sitting at six and seven and having to be fighting to not be in last place. So this is going to be a big win or big game for my dad but one he should pull through. On the next consolation quarterfinal, we got 80 points or less versus Bikini Bottom Burrows. And uh, yeah, my, my brother has a team that's looking a lot different than what it looked like during this losing um, streak stretch. He's getting CMC back, and that by itself is a roster changer. Um so we'll see. He, he's been prepping his team for the Constellation playoffs. And Luke, I, I know you came off that big win, but currently projections aren't favorable to you. I know you have a few waiver wire claims to, coming up, but what are your I'll thoughts on your own matchup? I'll be honest. A big win is uh, not beating Cray. So we're going we're gonna to see what happens here. It will be interesting because uh, CMC was limited in practice today. Um, and who are you going to pick between Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford? Because oh, both of those quarterbacks are overrated by at least five points, in my opinion, via the projections. So we're going to see what happens. It's going to be an interesting matchup. But I'll tell you what, the bikini bottom burrows are going to come out on top, baby. 
Yeah, will the Bikini Bottom Burrows keep on paying tribute to Joe Burrow and pull off the win? We will see. So on to the winner's quarterfinals. We got the first matchup, which is the third seed versus the sixth seed. This is myself versus Quentin. This is Quentin's miracle getting into the playoffs. He's on a lot of positive momentum, and he has absolutely dominated these past couple of weeks in terms of his points scored. He has put up at least 115 points and in all three matchups and 140-plus in two of those matchups. He made a statement to get into the playoffs, and I am not looking forward to this matchup. Although I am feeling confident as my team did finish with the most points scored throughout the entire league. So shout out me. Hey, feeling good. Like I should. But as the fantasy gods can show, and as my four losses show, even though it is a high scoring team, fantasy gods are brutal. So points score does not equip equivocate to actual wins. And I'm going to be honest, I checked the stats and you did not outscore Quentin in the last three games. And so Quentin's coming in here on a hot streak. Um, I'd be nervous. I'd be I'd be quaking in my Camario boots if I was a super Camario bros. And uh, the quilters are coming to town. Coming um, in hot. And they're coming in gonna hot. going to be a good matchup. And let's get mm-hmm. on to the second quarterfinal matchup. We've got the Fire Ferrets. Coming in to McCaffeinate it up. Let's talk about a dog fight in the quarterfinals, Dutch. This is going to be a dog fight. These two teams have some of the highest point totals throughout the entire league this season. And yeah, both of these teams, you didn't, you, you were never looking forward to facing them in a matchup. And one of these teams is going to get eliminated this week. This is your classic four versus five seed matchup. And uh, like I've said in past weeks, it comes down to the quarterback play. Is Lamar Jackson going to put it together like he should have been doing? Mm-hmm. Or is Justin Herbert going to continue uh, that his poor performance uh, yeah. from last weekend? So we'll see. I'm excited to find out. Just because we didn't talk about it earlier, we'll get into it next week. But you mentioned the trade about Michael Thomas, and I'd just like to state in this entire season, Michael Thomas has scored 50 fantasy points and has achieved 340 yards of receiving. Mm-hmm. Now, I might not have made a smart trade in the end because Joe Burrow got his knees blown out. <laughs> Not to laugh at that, but I'm just laughing at your reactions to it. A couple other people might have got injured. I think I made, ultimately, one of the best trades of the season. Um, This is not a factual statement. This is a pure opinion. Terrible performance by one of the best players in the league all season long. Yeah, he might have had... 250 of those yards in the last three weeks, but he's still trash. I don't care what you say. Team Greer, <laughs> you got a dud, and I apologize, but you're welcome. Well, with that being said, <laughs> that's a hell of a way to get into the last part of the show where we are actually going to be talking about and making predictions. 
This is the first time we're going to be doing this on air, and I feel like it's going to be good to do throughout the entire playoffs as these playoffs are fun and majorly consequential. Each game is essentially just lose, you go home for whatever you're fighting for. So besides this first game, this first game you can actually lose and still get what you want. So that's the consolation by matchup. Luke, who are you picking between this one, between Team Sherry and Mahomes of the Ravens? Well, I've thought a lot about this. In fact, it kept me up last night. And I uh, went back and watched the game film and uh, the week-by-week box score. And uh, i got to be honest, Team Sherry's pulling this one out. You think? All right. That's quite the call. Even though, shout-out to my mom, I – I still love you. I just I am gonna be on on Mahomes of the Ravens for this one. I do think that Kyler Murray has just not looked the same since his injury, and it's gonna be uh, yeah. It's, I think that's gonna be a loss there for her. But next one, Team Shake and Bake versus Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Who do you got? I've got Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. No same question. here. Same here. That's uh, next matchup, we got Bikini Bottom Burrows versus 80 points or less. Luke, you're going to be backing yourself on this one? I would assume so. I'm a gentleman. I go into the booth on election day and I vote for myself. You're absolutely right. Bikini Bottom Burrows are taking this one up. I love that reference. That's fantastic. Uh, I am going to be siding with my little brother on this one. No bias, but sorry, co-host. I am picking my little brother on this one. On to the winner's quarterfinal between myself and Quentin. I'm assuming I'm going to get a response from you picking Quentin, but me being a gentleman myself and also going into the voting booth, I will also vote for myself. Who do you got on this one? I'll tell you what, Dutchie. I I looked at the matchup. I've checked the future projections. I've looked at the the games of the week, and I got to be honest. You don't stand a chance. Ooh, ooh, Especially not even close. It's in a landslide. Ooh, okay. We got on air, on air. I love it. All right, last matchup. We got firefighters versus caffeinated up. Uh, I'm gonna let you pick this one first because I cannot dis- decipher this one. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I I've been flipping a coin here for the last five minutes trying to figure out heads or tails who's gonna win this. Um, I would assume the fire ferrets would pull it off, but you know what happens when you assume that you make an ass out of you, you and me and the caffeinated up. Who's Ooh, going to I like it. <laughs> there it is. I only just to be the opposing voice on this one. I will side with, uh, with Ben on this matchup. I, and I do think that having Travis Kelsey is just the ultimate cheat code in the year of depleted tight ends. But I'd like to make it clear. I believe McCaffeinated Up will win this matchup. You just said Ian would win. I, if you run back the tape, I think you will see <laughs> that I, I, uh, I flamboyantly introduced the statement that I'm with McCaffeinated Up. If not, and that shit was confusing. You heard it here first. Big Room is picking McCaffeinated up over the fire ferrets. For Damn, their last abysmal, second change. Abysmal performance headed into the playoffs. Ooh, we got a last minute change on air. I love it. It was not last minute run back to tape. I said it from the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. I never thought the fire ferrets would win. I just tried to be dramatic. <laughs> Love it. All right. That's a wrap. I'm so pumped for the playoffs. Best of luck to everybody. You never know what can happen on any given Sunday. Obviously, these last two weeks have proven that for the playoff matchups that we have just uh, picked. Please hold us to our picks. See who's going to be the best. And uh, Godspeed. That's a wrap. All right. Have a good one, everybody.